Welcome spirit travelers to the Conscious Quest podcast. On this show, I, Kaylee, and my co-host Sonia review and explore the spectrum between science and spirituality to help listeners find their own authentic sense of spirituality. We also run and discuss monthly chakra-based quests to develop a sense of balance between mind, body, and spirit. We hope you'll join us for a quest or two and see where the journey leads you. Hello, welcome to our first quest log, August 1st, coming at you. And I am Sonia. I'm Kaylee. And this is Conscious Quest. (laughs) (laughs) Ba-bam. So this is a really fun episode, our quest log, which means we will pretty much be talking about uh, the quest that we are going to be doing this month, hopefully with you guys as well. And we'll be talking about the G Center, why we are, why we chose this specific quest, our expectations, and then like maybe a question to kind of keep asking yourself and answering throughout this month. Um, That being said, I think we should just dive right into it. I am so excited to be here for this. Absolutely. It's it's really exciting to be starting a new month. And I think that this month is going to be really powerful. Yes. Yes, yeah. that and we're doing it real time with our listeners too. Yes. So first feel. one, we've already got all of our recaps done. We're, we're caught up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So should we draw a Cards Against Humanity card about? Oh, yes. How yes. is this month going to go? What do you think? It popped off at me. It says Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it just <laughs> shot out of the deck. We're all about to become fucking wizards. Our wizard, our spiritual guide. <laughs> Gandalf is going to be joining us for this journey. So, you know, a wise and old magical man with a big beard. <laughs> yes. Well, you just hold Gandalf within. <laughs> you're the taller one. You can be Gandalf, and I'll dress up as a hobbit. Right. You can go on a journey, slay a dragon, <laughs> get a ring, get a ring. I'm going to, I'm going to propose to you this month. Are you ready? No, no, don't do that. <laughs> the Gandalf within the G center. <gasps> the G the stands for the Gandalf center. <laughs> about Gandalf Kaylee okay so the Gandalf Center in human design (laughs) has to do with your um self and of course they turn off the freaking (laughs) alarms right in front of my house (laughs) anyway um Yes. So in the G Center, it in human design, it has to do with your sense of self, your identity, and how you interact with um, your like personal environment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but in other teachings, the G Center is also known as the high heart or the thymus chakra. <clears throat> um, so it 
It's definitely a major chakra center, but it is not a part of the original seven that most people think of. So the um, high heart is the connection between the heart chakra and the throat chakra. So it's the place where we are able to um, take our emotions and translate them into words. It connects our voice with love. And... um, In human design, this center is connected to the sacral, the heart, the throat, and the spleen. So it's pretty much everything we've already worked with other than the root. Um, But I personally think that the whole system is interconnected. Yeah, I mean, where they are, I mean, you can't skip over your root and start working on the rest of this. I mean, I guess you can, but like, (laughs) I mean, it's kind of important to ground yourself absolutely during all of these other chakra points so this chakra point it deals with the those things that we talked about with human design but it also deals with forgiveness compassion inner peace joy faith it's the bridge between the upper and lower chakras it allows us to connect with our deep spiritual gifts it is the catalyst for inner transformation And like I said before, it helps us to express our emotions with words. So it is a very powerful center. And um, if we ever want to be able to access the like spiritual gifts that we have in our higher chakras, like if any of us believe in um, like psychic powers or kind of any kind of voyance, clairvoyance or clairaudience or things like that, then we need to have a balanced um, high heart. Why do you think that the chakra um, pattern that people usually think of, like the one without the G-Center, like why do you think it's important to have the G-Center involved in this? I think, well, in in human design, the G-Center can be an authority spot. So that means that some people are using that center to make their like most highest aligned decisions. So they're like tapping into that space in order to understand like how to interact with their world in the best way. So that's, I think, the reason why we decided to go with the chakras that were um, a part of human design. But outside of that, I think it's, It's important, although overlooked, I think taken for granted because it is, it is that space between the heart and the throat. So if you have the heart and the throat acting harmoniously, it's unlikely that you're going to have an imbalanced. So it acts as like the bridge between intention and expression. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so like, if you don't have a sturdy bridge there, then how are you going to accurately express your intentions then? So I feel mm-hmm. like that's, that's really important. to it, It's foundational almost. Yeah. And, and, and how we like work, how these points work together. Um, so so I can see I can see the importance of um, of reflecting on that for an entire month. I mean, I probably get caught up in that spot specifically. It's I mean, expressions 
that <laughs> I can express myself and I can have all the feels, but like that's the point between the two that I get jammed up, mm-hmm. you know? So the G center, it's where words are lost. Yeah, or that your words aren't, you know, coming, maybe coming from that um, authentic, loving, emotional space. You know, maybe you're just able to get words from your head (laughs) and and then express those, but then getting words for like the emotions in a um, productive or healthy way might be challenging. Like so someone with an inline G center is usually somebody who's capable of expressing themselves in a very authentic, truthful, honest, compassionate way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And what if like somebody, like, what if it's cloud, what if it's blocked? How does that express itself? Um, or even in abundance. See, this one feels trickier because it doesn't have as much um, information out there as there is for the other chakra points. Right. It was a little difficult to find these things. Yeah. And I think that um, maybe, maybe like uh, G center being blocked can result in like rejective sensitivity like mm-hmm. or taking taking everything personally, having a very vulnerable heart, like yeah, um, maybe not having a good sense of self, or a sense of like what emotions are yours and what emotions are someone else's. Um, being uh, not being able to forgive other people, you're like holding a grudge, right? Yeah. Or like just being closed off in general to people or to connections mm-hmm. and allowing passage to your heart from like what you hear, what has been communicated to you. Um, I'm I'm excited for this for this month's quest because, um, as I said, I feel like there's not as much information out there about the G centers. So I'm, I'm really interested to find the conclusions that you and I are going to, um, uncover. Yeah. And how yeah. I'm excited to too. Yeah. To see how, like, just see what comes up because that has been the process with each of these is like, we come into it with like this expectation and then the expectation is always subverted in some way. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, you thought that was going to be important, but it's not. <laughs> this is important though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It's just, um, I like our, our, I guess we should just introduce our quest then right now. Well, yeah. we, what are we going to be doing for 30 or for this whole month? Um, so as I was trying to come up with ideas for what we could do with this, because there's so much limited information, I wasn't really sure where to go from it. And a lot of it is pretty nebulous. Like it's things that are kind of hard to concretely like create a task that's like, okay, we're going to work on this. Um, you know, and, and mm-hmm. have it be something that you can do every day. But the thing that kept coming up was the idea of the compassion and forgiveness. So this is a two part quest every day. The first part 
is to do a loving kindness meditation or also called a metta meditation. And this is a part of the Buddhist tradition. You can find, I would highly recommend that we all start with guided meditations with this. And then as you go on, you might feel like you can stray away from the guided meditations and just do it by yourself. But as you're learning the technique, it's nice to have someone who's coaching you through it. And there are meditations for this that range from five minutes to an hour. So you can choose whatever length you want to go for with it. I'm sure you can find them on YouTube. You can find them literally anywhere you can find a guided meditation. Um, And a part of a loving kindness meditation is that you think of someone that you know and love and you wish them well you wish them to be free from suffering. You wish them happiness. Um, you wish them to be free from disease. And things in that nature, sometimes they vary between exactly what they say in the meditation, but that's the point. And then you think of someone who you don't know, like a stranger, or maybe someone you have very brief interactions with, like maybe a coworker that you talk to once a month or a cashier that you see at the grocery store, someone that you just don't know. You think of yourself and you wish yourself those same things. And also, also the stranger, I'm not sure if they said that, but um, you wish yourself those same things. And you think of someone that you have difficulty with and you wish them those same things. And then you take all those feelings and you apply them to the entire world and all beings in the world. So this is um, a Buddhist practice that pretty much follows the same outline every time. And it is, it is actually, I'm pretty sure there's scientific research to show that it is effective for building compassion. And oh, dang, maybe we'll look yeah. for, we'll look for that information during our witches brew this month then. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm going to look into that and because I, I think it, they've done research specifically on this type of meditation and um, it does increase compassion. So That's the first step is to do a loving kindness meditation. And then step two is to work with forgiveness. The idea of forgiveness. I highly, highly, highly recommend that this is private work, that we are not sharing these thoughts or like working with other people with this forgiveness. So this is not about, unlike last month, This is not about reaching out to other people and offering them forgiveness. This is about working with forgiveness within yourself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Because, like, if you think about it as somebody who is approaching you seeking forgiveness, rather than just generating that forgiveness right there in that moment and saying it's okay, like, it would, to, to have already worked on that forgiveness behind the scenes by yourself. And then what if, or when that person does seek that from you to just confirmly be like, yes, I've already forgiven you. This is how, this is why this is the process. It's automatically going to come off as more authentic than just being like, um, someone's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Like you're forced to kind of forgive them in that moment when right. it's not really true and then and then that's going to like create another rift just inherently by the situation. Yeah. Yeah, and I 
it's super important. I also think to keep this private because we want to keep ourselves safe yeah. you know, from people who might um, see forgiving them as a weakness or an invitation to challenge boundaries that you've laid with them. Mm-hmm. And when working with forgiveness, I think it's really important that we all understand that forgiveness doesn't have to involve another person that we can work on it within ourselves and it can be just as, if not more effective than by working on it with another person. Right. And maybe, maybe during this month, you or I, or some listener realizes that the person that they need to forgive them the most is themselves. That's absolutely my expectation. (laughs) (laughs) I think that like, when I am working through this month that I'm going to be working with forgiving myself the most out of anyone. Yeah. I, I'm expecting myself to, um, let letting go of past hurt and pain that other people have placed upon me. Like I'm probably, I'm expecting to work with forgiving other people more than myself, even though like there will be that i almost certainly guarantee that (laughs) I usually feel a lot of guilt in my life for things but um, I also tend to hold on to the pain and not want to forgive anybody because that feels like protection to me like it's it's difficult for me to be vulnerable and so to forgive makes me feel vulnerable like last month's quest did as well and so I think that it's it's gonna be um, an extension of last month's quest, but like it's gonna it's gonna have a different um, impact and intention. Yeah, I think too. Like, um, it's another important thing to keep in mind is that we can keep ourselves safe without carrying around pain of Mm -hmm. a past situation like you can forgive and still maintain boundaries that is huge and I think for a lot of people who have a trauma history um, we want to hold on to the past and we want to hold on to the pain because we're afraid that if we let it go then the same thing will happen again Well, that's a clear defined boundary that's easy to grasp onto. That is a boundary that life and others have created, not one that, you know, we created, I created. So it's easier to respect that boundary than it is to create a boundary of your own and to respect that with the same authority. Yeah, but I think you can still respect the lesson without having it um, be painful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you don't have to relive the pain of it every time to know that you're not going to behave that way again, or you're not going to, like, let that thing happen again, or put yourself in a situation where it did. Like, I was thinking um, about this, and I'm like, I think a really good indication of places where you need to forgive yourself are places where you are, where you think of the past and you think, I should have. Oh, I do that all the time. Oh yeah. My God. Yeah. And those are places <laughs> where you can forgive yourself. 
So right. like I think of um, past relationships that I was in and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have stayed that long or I should have spoken up for myself or I, you know, shouldn't have gone out with that guy. I shouldn't have trusted him. I shouldn't have like acted this way. And every time like one of those thoughts come up, it's an opportunity to forgive yourself for that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Those um, thoughts that keep you awake when your head hits the pillow and your brain starts thinking about all the things that you should have done. Yeah. (laughs) What you should have said. That can be... Mm. Really difficult to decondition yourself from. Yeah. I also think it can be about like missed opportunities, right? Like things that maybe you wanted to happen in your life, but you chose to not take the opportunity for it. Like I should have applied for this job or this school program, or I should have done this. And like, I should have moved to this other place. Like, it's okay for you to have made the decisions that you made and to be where you are now. Mm-hmm. And like, you probably did the best that you could in that situation. And like, it's okay to forgive yourself for that. And it's okay to also know that even if you forgive yourself, that doesn't give you like a pass to continue to behave in ways that you'll regret in the future. Yeah. See, that's, that's interesting that you have a very like introspective um, take on this Um, while you're talking about that. Like I I do that totally a lot, especially at night going to bed. Um, Like in the day, I I often catch myself thinking about past experiences of like um, this specific, it's it's like the victimhood narrative. It's easy for my um, brain to get swept up with that. And I have to check myself like, no, I'm not a victim. I don't need to perpetuate this narrative on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, remember, like thinking about like, oh, well, this person said this to me. And, you know, I sh- like the should have is like, I should have stood up for myself and that kind of thing. But like, in reality, um, it would be more beneficial to just forgive that person for the way that they treated me and like, or even see that maybe my memories twisted this and it's not even that situation anymore. And I should forgive that, Mm -hmm. like forgive my brain for creating the situation that was not real, forgive them for like whatever um, emotions that they stirred in me for that, Mm -hmm. forgive myself for um, perpetuating it. So like it didn't, happen in waves yeah definitely yeah 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 so it's just gonna be more crying i expect more crying (laughs) (laughs) i was was, like not sure about how it'll go for me Forgiveness is hard for me. I was, man, I don't think it comes easy. I don't think it comes willingly. I definitely going to expect that. But you, you, you um, may not like feel it like deeply, but you try very hard to express it. Yeah. 
That's been a huge part of the process, though, I feel like, in the last six years. It's been, like, coming to terms with that. And that it's really, like, the um, the embodiment of compassion. You mm-hmm. know, when you are um, dedicated to um, being compassionate, that is kind of what, then what the natural thing that comes after is, I think maybe being easier to forgive. And that's why it's important for us to be working with the compassion meditation and the forgiveness practice. Right. Because when I, this has been my experience with doing the um, loving kindness meditation is that when I take time to do it regularly and I've never done it for a month straight, so this will be new. Um, I tend to start to interact with the world in a way that is more in line with the idea that if everyone was free from suffering, people wouldn't be hurting each other. Mm -hmm. And to wish someone well is far more effective than wishing them harm. Oh, but part of me... (laughs) Like it's it it's gonna take a lot, and I'm I'm just gonna be forthright and honest about this because I think that there's some people who listening who might be able to identify it. But when I am angry and I'm feeling self justified, I can be a vindictive little cunt, and <laughs> not wanting to wish well on any on that person. In fact, wanting to wish them ill and harm because mm-hmm. like the little sadistic part in my heart is like, yeah, fuck you too. Like, but yeah. like, that's, that's, that's poisonous, honestly, like, I feel like that. And like, I know that that is coming out of my trauma with my abuser, like, I'm thinking about him and having to forgive him and mm-hmm. just the horrible atrocity he did to me. Um, I don't think that there's like, I don't, I, I, honestly do wish him ill in this life i i wish him karmic illness um so so it's going to be difficult to try to come at that in a more compassionate lens because that feels like it's going to affect my you know fight or flight like it's it feels very threatening to mm-hmm. want to forgive like my biggest abuser Yeah. And I definitely like, I don't want to undermine how um, difficult I'm sure that that feels Mm -hmm. or to even encourage you to, to work on that directly. Like maybe that's not the, maybe maybe I need to separate that that from my ability to uh, forgive other people for small things. Yeah. Like, like, I think that maybe me clinging on to that, which is deserved for sure. Mm-hmm. And I will never reach out to that person. I will never talk to that person it's, again. Yeah, absolutely. No, there's necessary. no reason for me or there's no reason for me to forgive that person, honestly. And maybe that's just me still coming to terms with something that mm-hmm. I need to reflect on. But I shouldn't let that situation control my re- relationship with other people and myself. I guess yeah. is where mm-hmm. I'm trying to come at it with. Yeah. But I, I think that'd be productive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it's just like this again boundaries what are boundaries boundaries are so difficult for me like it's so easy for me to give up my boundaries to somebody else and i'm expecting this month to be difficult in that in that context yeah and once again i want to highlight that um this is private mm -hmm. I'm not sharing this with other people because especially people who have um who are on the narcissist spectrum, narcissism spectrum, and some other people who have some other um, personality disorder issues, they can see this as an invitation to test your boundaries. Mm -hmm. And they can see forgiveness as a weakness. And we know that it's not. Mm -hmm. They can see it as that. So. I think that's why it's especially important to keep this private and to be working on it within yourself. Um, just, just to highlight that again, because I don't think that anybody should be seeking out their abusers and <laughs> expressing their forgiveness of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> most people who have done that, and I'm not going to say all, but most people who have done that to other people aren't probably are not in a position to be able to receive forgiveness and you don't need them to no no right or they're not in a position to give you an apology mm -hmm. and you don't need them to yeah i'm i'm just expecting anger to be the emotion that i'll have to be dealing with like anger and forgiveness go hand in hand for me, even with myself, actually more so with myself, honestly. Mm -hmm. But like, those are high expectations we place on on ourselves. It's like, you do this practice where, um, do would you talk to other people the way that you talk to yourself? And yeah. I feel like that's going to come up this month is mm -hmm. like, if you're this, able to forgive something else for something small then why are you not able to forgive yourself for something even smaller yeah oh man or for oh. even you know, even for big things being able to forgive yourself mm -hmm. you know like it it's a chance to do better yeah i think the Sometimes we've been taught that um, love is not forgiving, right? or that has been modeled to us. I, I know it, it has been for me um, at certain points in my life that the people that I have loved have not been quick to forgive me, and I have had to be the one to seek it or to be the one to apologize even for things that I didn't necessarily think were my fault. Mm. Um, and I think maybe one of the things that might come up for me is, because the question that we're going to work with at the beginning of this month is, what is forgiveness to you? Yeah. What, is, what does forgiveness mean to you? And I think one of the things that I'm going to have to come to face with is 
that forgiveness doesn't mean just allowing other people to do whatever the fuck they want to me without accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and that's, I think has been a part of my past and how I've interacted with other people is that idea of like, you know, they're like, maybe not even apologize to me, but I know that forgiveness is necessary in some capacity. So I just take it on and have apologized to them, even though I don't think that I was wrong, just so that they would talk to me again or give me love again. Right. I was, oh my gosh, I, I was literally told as a kid that the um, fastest way to end an argument is to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. And it took me until this year to realize that that's kind of a wrong statement. Yeah. You just immediately personally take the blame for whatever happened and then take away the accountability of the other person. And and maybe it is appropriate for you to apologize, but maybe not. You know, maybe that... I don't know. But like I went through my life just being like I'm sorry because um yeah. because I wanted the I wanted the pain to stop. I wanted the fight to stop. And mm-hmm. so it's just like since I can take on the brunt, all of the weight and all yes. of the responsibility, and then that means that person is free of it. Therefore, they can stop being so mean to me. Yeah. Cuz I can process these better than they than they can. And thinking about the things that we seek forgiveness for that we really shouldn't. Because, I mean, think about how many of us just compulsively say, I'm sorry. I say I'm sorry like 20 times a day. (laughs) Yeah. And I have tried. That is something that I've actively tried to stop doing. Because, like, whenever I go to, like, talk about my emotion, like, a difficult emotion. Let's say I'm depressed. And I just need somebody to talk to about it. I will just compulsively be like, I'm sorry for being depressed. I'm sorry that I'm sad right now. I'm sorry that I feel this way. And like, instead, but I've tried. And it's been really difficult to reframe it into being like, thank you for being there for me. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for holding space. <laughs> Even in our personal conversations, I've noticed that shift in you. Mm-hmm. It's like before we'd like, oh, I'm so sorry for bringing my emotions at you. Or yeah. But now it's like, thank you for helping me process this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you for helping me. And thank you for listening. And not just like, I'm so sorry that I have emotions. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe maybe that's something that i'll try to work on as bonus bonus work for next this month it's like I, i'll even say i'm sorry like I, like asmr to myself like sorry like like who are you whispering that to because they can't hear you yeah are you apologizing to yourself for what why mm-hmm. then like part of me is like oh because i'm half canadian it's just you know it's in <laughs> You got to work on that ancestral trauma. (laughs) Oh, oh, so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So there's so much here. It's going to be a really um, rich month for Mm -hmm. 
transformation? <laughs> I think um, for me, what is forgiveness? Is I guess in my head, patience. Forgiveness is patience because mm-hmm. um, I've been doing this thing with my husband lately where he um, he says something that he'd like me to he'd express something that bothers him and and I can be quick to I can be trigger happy with my emotions it was totally reasonable um but then I'll be like okay but you have if you want something to change you have to give me the space to change you can't expect change now so forgiveness would be patience in that way Hmm. and um like to me like you can forgive me Um, But it's going to take me time in order to create the change within myself to feel like I deserve that forgiveness. Mm. And maybe that's something to unpack for myself this month. Maybe like maybe that's an okay starting place. I'm not saying that that's the end result that should be, you know, for everyone or me like that, like that's a good place to be. I like needing patience for for change, but maybe um, I'm equating forgiveness and then feeling like I deserve forgiveness. Maybe I'm like mixing those two things up. Hmm. Like, when do we feel like we deserve forgiveness? I mean, I guess that's not up for us to decide. It's up for the person who's giving us forgiveness to decide that. But if you are like giving yourself forgiveness, Mm -hmm. you know, then yeah, I don't mm. often feel like I deserve it so yeah oh god that's so mean that's so mean to myself holy shit <laughs> that's like true I often don't feel like I deserve forgiveness mm-hmm. I doubt I'm the only one who feels like that right and then and then asking like why you know yeah. why yeah, I don't know um, why we're gonna like 30 days to cry over why <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think for me, forgiveness is um, compassion and acceptance. So it's, Mm. but it's not um, compassion and acceptance for all parties and, and recognition of right. It's, It's meaty. Yeah. I have this like deep belief and people are free to disagree with this because I understand that it's kind of a thing that um, everyone is doing the best that they can at all times. That is the, that's what I believe because even if somebody's being a shitty person, that's the best that they have to give you at that time. That's yeah. sad. But I, I feel that. And even if somebody's being like mean or reactive or whatever, like that's the best that they have to give you in that moment. And, um, you know, understanding that I feel like is, um, compassionate, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. I get that, you know, you're, you're having a difficult time that you're suffering and that you've only ever been taught to take it out on the people around you. Mm -hmm. And, um, that doesn't mean that I need to keep, continue to interact with these people and that I need to continue to like give my time, space and energy to them. Absolutely not. Because that's not a compassionate thing to do for myself. 
if somebody's in that type of space. Um, and, and I'm willing to help. You, um, you cut out there for a sec. Oh, Your mic did. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. All right, good. I was saying like that if you are, um, I forget because <laughs> it was just like a thought trail <laughs> and that's what bus logs are about yeah. you guys are gonna get some uh some word vomit here and there <laughs> that it's compassionate okay that it's compassion but it doesn't mean necessarily like that you have to continue to interact with people who are being shitty to you that you can right. like give them compassion and acceptance and then you can say like this is no longer for me especially mm -hmm. if these people are completely unwilling to change and they'll and show you that through their actions not their words yeah and this can be applied to yourself as well mm -hmm. like you can show this compassion to yourself but realize that there's yeah. still something that you'd like to change about yourself mm -hmm. so like instead of coming at this with like oh i hate this part about myself i'm just going to force myself through it and become a different person out of sheer willpower well we checked out willpower that's not how it's generated and coming at it from a more compassionate lens is going to do more good than than um trying to muscle your way through it yeah <laughs> yeah so that's this is this is what we're gonna look forward to this month hopefully you guys are thinking about what is cat, what is cats? What is, <laughs> what is compassion? What does forgiveness look like? Um, how does forgiveness express itself or what do you need in order to forgive? Yeah. We'll yeah. talk about Maybe, that, which is yeah. rude too. <laughs> All of this, you can't <laughs> escape us <laughs> talking about the feels. <laughs> but for now i think this is um this is a good call to action for the month yeah i hope you all join us and let us know how it go goes if you do mm -hmm. yeah we would love feedback otherwise it's just kaylee and i giving each other feedback and yeah <laughs> echo chamber <laughs> yeah Every once in a while, I have a friend tell me that they listen to our episode. And I was like, okay, okay. What do you think? Be mean. I want everything. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good or bad feedback. It's still feedback. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, do we want to do another card? Do we, or do we, we want to pull that card after after the uh, outro so they have to listen to us? Yeah, you got to right? listen to us and then there will be a card for you to focus <laughs> on for the next week. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, we'll get to that part then. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Conscious Quest podcast. You can find a new episode on the first and last day and every Wednesday of the month. To reach us in the meantime with any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at consciousquest.info at gmail.com or find our website at myconsciousquest.com. 
Help us out by rating and reviewing the episode on your preferred platform. And we'll see you in the unavoidable void. Did you listen to our plug and chug? Did you like it? We liked it. (laughs) Are you ready for your Cards Against Humanity that's going to tell you what you need to focus on this week? I am. Mm. So Cards, what is it? How to forgive. Exactly what you'd expect. (laughs) Don't we 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 just lay down our expectations. (laughs) You're like, I'm gonna forgive myself, and I'm like, I'm gonna forgive the world. I'm fucking perfect. (laughs) All right, well, if that's if it's gonna go exactly how I expect, then no need to change. I'm Gucci. Focus on your expectations. What are you expecting this week to be like? Mm-hmm. Attract positive things. Yes. Yeah. All right. Fuck yeah. Let's go. G center. Gandalf center. Let's hit it. <laughs> Good luck. Bye. Bye. Bye.